Did anyone watch the rugby yesterday? Never watched the rugby yesterday? It was awesome, was it? It was incredible. So I actually thought we were, we were six. Sorry if you're not into rugby. I'm not particularly into it, but I'm into it when Scotland are playing. But we were six points behind with a minute to go. And I thought, they just need a converted try. It had, it had Scotland written all over it, didn't it? You know, last minute, lose a try, lose a conversion, and off we go. But we didn't, we held on. So I just want to say, if you're Irish, if you're Welsh, if you're French, if you're Australian, if you're South African, you are welcome. We uh, did the job for all of us. And if you're South African, thank you for giving us van der Meerwe, who was a <laughs> player of the match. But it's always good, isn't it? It's always good to win. So um, anyway, I thought that would have been more exciting than that. But, uh, obviously, and what I loved about it um, yesterday, I love when you're watching sport and the, 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 you know, we, we were behind in the latter part of the game and you could see like the guys weren't giving up. They, were, they, were, they kept going and I love, it's good in sport when you see that, isn't it? You see a... Um, a team or an individual pushing, pushing right to the end. And um, that's kind of what I want to talk about this morning because um, I'm sure all of us at some time or other, or maybe even regularly, we feel like giving up, right? We feel like I've done this as long as I can do it. I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to throw the towel in. Or I just want to do something different. I'm tired with this. It's just getting... Uh, routine. But actually, more often than not, for most of us, in that thing that we're thinking about, giving up actually isn't an option, because to give up is to actually throw away or, or stop doing something that's really important or fulfilling or we, we've invested a lot in. And when we are disciples of Jesus, right, because that's what we are, right? If you've given your life to Jesus, you commit to him, you are his disciple. You are following uh, a pattern of life that he has demonstrated and that we are trying to mimic and become more like, yeah? So we're, we're disciples of Jesus. And, um, you know, the actual disciples of Jesus felt like quitting a few times. In fact, you could say they did quit on a couple of occasions. They certainly quit when he was, Jesus was at Calvary. They were, they, were, they, they were gone. But they didn't quit with a capital Q. They didn't actually stop they got back on it, and they persevered and went through. And there's a, there's a quote that, um, that I love from um, the pastor and author Warren Wearsby. He says, those times when you feel like quitting can be times of great opportunity, for God uses your troubles to help you grow. It's sometimes in those moments where we're like, this is as far as I can go, or I'm tired, or I don't want to do this anymore. There are the moments where God often moves and, and I've got a great belief in the fact that God does his best work when we are at our worst. God does his best work when we are at our worst. And the reason that happens is because it then becomes all about him and pretty much zero about us. When we're doing things on our own strength, when we're in a confident moment and we're in a good groove, it's, it, things can feel like they're easy to accomplish. But it's when we're not in a good space or things aren't going our way and we rely on God, we see God doing things or doing the best doing the best of things and the reason is it's because we become more reliant on him when we're not in that good place and the reality is that when you're facing trouble and hardship living daily as a disciple of Jesus isn't the easy option I actually believe that the to to stop and give up and 
do your own thing is actually easier. And if we're honest, we know that there are times when we struggle to live in the way that God would want us to live. It can be really difficult. And maybe there's been times in your life where you've encountered problems. I'm saying maybe. Why am I saying maybe? There have been times in your life where you've encountered problems. There's times when you've struggled. There'll be times when you felt like quitting. But I want you to think of those times and then think of being in that place, but you've persevered. You've pushed through. Like you haven't given up. Yeah? Can you think of times like that? Where it's just you've got to that end point. You're stretched. But something has kept you going. Something has pushed, pushed you through. And I believe that for those of us who are committed to living for Jesus, that is the strength that God gives us that helps us to carry on and push us through. When we let God's love and mercy and grace invade us and become like our fuel, it, it drives us to carry on. When we open our arms and say, God, I've got nothing left here. You've got everything I need. That's when he can drive us on and push us on. When there was no hope, God was your hope. Yeah, we all experienced those times when there was no hope. God was your hope. When there seemed to be no way, God made a way. When your strength was gone, God was your strength. When you needed guidance and encouragement to persevere, God was faithful. You see, God guided you through those difficult times and you persevered, you endured, you overcame, you survived, and you did not quit because God was with you. And I'm saying this in an assumption that you've all experienced that, that you've come to the end point and God has carried you through. And what I want to encourage you this morning is that if God has done that for you in the past, he will do it again. If you're in a, a position just now where your circumstances are providing you with fear and desperation, depression, hopelessness, I want you to hold on and think of the things that God has done before. And if you can't think of things that he's done for you, speak to someone and ask them about times that God has stood in for them and pushed them through and took them through difficult times. Because the truth is our God is faithful. He won't quit. He won't quit. He won't step away from you. He will not abandon you. He's with you. He will help you persevere, endure, and overcome and survive through your difficult times. Yeah. Amen. You with me on that? Yeah. Right? We need to believe that God is faithful. And right now, maybe in this moment, perhaps you need some encouragement to persevere. Maybe that's what you need this morning. And I'm hoping that I can help provide that for you. Maybe right now there's something happening in your life that's causing you a problem. Maybe right now you're struggling and, and you've even prayed and asked God, why is this happening? What am I going to do? How do I get through this? What good can possibly come from this situation? When we try to come through these times on our own strength, it's difficult. We weren't designed to be lone rangers. When God created humanity, he created them to be together. He didn't create Adam and leave him. He created Adam and he brought Eve into the equation because he said it is not good for man to be alone. It's not good for mankind to be alone. 
We're not designed to be alone. And when we try to do things on our own, it's difficult. And the chances are we are going to fail. Because as I often say, when you're just on your own and you're talking to yourself and then you reply back to yourself, I can guarantee you that the, the, the advice will not be good. The person who gives me the worst advice on this earth is me. Right? I internalize, I mull it all over my head, I don't tell anybody, I think I can sort it out. And then it's just like, I never give myself good advice. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why is because when I do that on my own, one of the things that I tell myself is, you should just quit and get an easy life. <laughs> right? But other people don't tell you that. They tell you, they encourage you, they spur you on. If we do it in our own strength, we're likely to fail. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah? With God, all things are possible. He can do what we cannot do. Right? I know this is simple, right? But he can do what we cannot do. Psalm 46, verse 1, reminds us that God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help us in times of trouble. That's pretty straightforward, right? God is our refuge and strength. He's always available to help us in our times of trouble. God will help us in our trials. He alone as our strength and shield. We sing that. And if we always focus on our situation and we always focus on what we can see, we will, I don't know what I'm trying to say, we, we will kind of fall into a space of hopelessness because the circ- our circumstances don't solve themselves. But if we don't focus on our situation and don't focus on what we can see but we trust God, then he alone is our strength and shield. He will bring us through. Every trial and tribulation we go through in this life has a possibility for God. It gives us an opportunity for God to turn it into good. Every trial can make us stronger in our faith and can cause us to draw closer to God. That's why James says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, these are easy words to say, a tad more difficult to live out. But imagine if we did look at our troubles and think, here's an opportunity for God to do something incredible. And he says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your, your endurance has a chance to grow. I find that very, really difficult, right? Because sometimes my attitude toward God and my words to God say, how many times do you want me to learn this lesson? Sometimes I feel like I go through the same thing again and again. And I think, God, we, we did this five years ago. I was in that similar position five years ago. I thought we'd resolve this. But I think what God's doing in those moments is, one, he's allowing me to become humble. But second, it's like, you know, don't, don't be complacent. Don't be arrogant. Don't do it in your own strength. I want to bring you through again. For you know when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And that's why when trouble comes, we shouldn't quit. We shouldn't give up. Because remember, the hand of God is at work on your life. Deuteronomy 31 and 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. 
Okay. Is, is any of this new to anyone? Anyone not heard these words before? Right? This is a reminder, isn't it, of who God is. God will not abandon you. Yeah? I want you to hear that. God will not abandon you. I don't normally do this. I want us to say that right, together out loud. Right? One, two, three. God will not abandon you. And if someone comes to you for encouragement, these are good words to say. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or panic. God will go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. If you're in Christ, if you know Jesus as your Savior, if you've been saved and you've been adopted into God's family, you are a child of God. And therefore, you have a right to ask God to help you. You would never deny your children the right to come to you for help, right? You would never deny them that. You have the right to ask God for help. You have faith. You can speak to him in prayer. You can read his word. You can trust his promises. You can trust his grace. You can trust his mercy. These are all things that a child of God has in their hand. So don't quit. Believe in his promises. Trust in him because the almighty God is with you. I really believe that God can help you in every situation and circumstance. Every situation, every circumstance. And if you want a scripture to back it up, here's another classic. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Right? God isn't just a backup just to keep us on our feet. We can do anything. We can accomplish anything. We can come through anything through Christ who gives us strength. God knows all the troubles and problems that we face And God's promises cover the entire range, the whole spectrum of circumstances and situations. His promises cover all our needs, all our troubles, and all our problems. And God wants us to trust him and trust his promises for help in every time of need. There there isn't anywhere in Scripture where God is asking us to go alone, to go and fend for yourself. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Yeah? Yeah? Right? He never asks us to go alone. He never sends us out on our own. He never says, you go, I'll wait here, or you wait here and I'll go. He never does that. He always says, when he says go, he's really saying come. The go just means I want you to move from the position you're in. But I'm not, he's not go sending you away. It's like go, let's leave this spot and go to somewhere else. And by the way, I'm coming. I am coming with you. Yeah, he wants us to trust his promises for help in every time of need. And then we have the example of Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 9. Where God tells him that this is my command, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I want to crush the lie today that God is not with you. You are not alone. God is with you. And Joshua's final words to the people of Israel in Joshua 23, that last verse is in Joshua 1, and the final words that Joshua spoke to the people of Israel in the book of Joshua 
are also relevant. He says, deep in your heart, you know that every promise of the Lord your God has come true. Not a single one has failed. If we think God is failing us, he cannot be God. If we think that God is not true to his promises, that he is not true to his word, he cannot be God. He cannot be God because he's identified who he is through his promises, through his faithfulness, through his willingness and desire to be with us every single step of the way. I mean, every promise of God has come true. Not a single promise of God has failed. So that being the case, let's persevere. Yeah? Let's, let's persevere. Let's put one step in front of another. Let's not quit because God is faithful. God is faithful, so trust him. Listen to these verses that I hope are encouraging for you. Psalm 36, verse 5. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Psalm 119, verse 90. Your faithfulness extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you created. Lamentations 3. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. New Testament, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9. God will do this. God will do this for he's faithful to do what he says and he's invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3, the Lord is faithful, he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And Hebrews 10 23, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. That's why you should read the Bible. <laughs> That's why you should read the Bible, because it's all there. So persevere, don't quit. God is faithful. Trust him. Now, the Bible shows us very clearly that having faith in God is more than just that one-off decision to follow Christ. The Bible clearly tells us that when we give our life to Jesus and align ourselves with him, that we are to persevere and increase in our faith. Now, that's not because we have to prove to God how worthy we are or to prove to God that, that we are in some way super holy, right? The work that Jesus did on the cross has guaranteed your salvation, yeah, right? So this isn't so that we can attain um, favor with God, that we persevere and endure and become obedient and follow the, the truth of the scripture. We do it out of love. We do it to express our faith in the truth and the promises of the word of God. So we use our faith, we use our trust in his word and in his promises to persevere and to grow in Christ. Yeah? Are you with me in that? It's not a process of proving yourself to God. It's a, it's a process of showing your love for him. But it doesn't diminish or affect the seal of salvation that God has placed on your life because that comes through his grace. Yeah, his grace is by, sorry, our salvation comes by grace, not by the things that we do, but by everything that he has done. And if you've got trouble 
working that out or get an understanding of that, then we need to talk about that because that needs to be rooted deep down in you. Because what I see is so many Christians, so many people who declare a belief in Jesus and they're striving to prove themselves right or prove themselves good. But that's not our job, that's his job. Jesus declared himself right and himself good and he made the sacrifice on our behalf before God. And when God um, took that sacrifice of the life of Jesus, he said, this is good. And he did it on our behalf. So when God looks at us, he doesn't see a broken, sinful person. He sees someone who is saved because of Jesus. He sees your righteousness. But the reality is we live in a world that is broken. And we are people who have been perfected by faith, but who are broken in sin. So we are saints who sometimes sin. Yeah? We are saints who sometimes sin. Right? And God wants us to persevere through those difficulties, through our self, selfish desires, through our, um, our, our attempts to do it on our own, to persevere through that and turn it all over to him. And that way we persevere, we become more like Jesus and he can do more through us and we can see more wonderful things that he does. By the way, the Bible calls that sanctification. It's a process of becoming what you were created to be. Yeah? That feels like I should say any questions. I'm not going to do that, but there's a lot packed in there in a few sentences. But we need to nail this stuff down. We need to nail it down because the pursuit of trying to prove ourselves to God is a futile exercise because Jesus has already done it. Yeah? Where have I gone here? So that's why we ask God, that's why in our prayers, it's good to ask for him to help to increase our faith in him. Because when we do that, God will answer our prayers often in ways that we don't expect. When we pray to God, we often go to him and we're looking for an answer or a timeline or a, an outcome that we have already worked out in our heads. But if we are to trust God, if we are to have faith in him, if we are to believe in his promises and in his word, we have to accept then that God will answer our prayers in his time and in his way. And his answers to our prayers are not always exactly what we had perceived them to be. I hate to burst that bubble. You see, quite often we go to God and say, this is what I am doing, this is what I want, and I want you to affirm that and bless it. But God's saying, no, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to be. And I want you to affirm and bless that. <laughs> Go and do it. When God answers our prayers, even though if it seems wrong to us, it doesn't seem like the best way for us, it's actually God always answers prayers in the best way at exactly the right time. And we know that. I'm pulling all the classics out today. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He knows. He knows the plans he has for us. We don't have to tell him what our 
plans are. He knows them. He knows it all. And his plans are for good. His plans are not to destroy us. God has a perfect plan for you. God has a destiny for you. And there's times when God's plans for us are obvious. And there's times when we just get a little glimpse of what's ahead. Sometimes it's just one step at a time. I will be asking Jesus that question when I meet him. Like, why was it that way? Why can't you, couldn't you show me the whole picture? Because I would have felt a whole lot better in life if I could see a lot more of what was ahead. I want to work out what that is. Why do you just show us a little bit of a time? Why is it one step at a time? But I think we know it's about perseverance, refinement, becoming more like him. He's going to get asked a lot of questions, isn't he, Jesus, when we get there? <laughs> like, what was that all about? Why did, why did that happen? The challenge for us in these days, in these times, is to keep on trusting him. That's the bottom line for us. The challenge is to keep on trusting him. When life presses in, we need to trust God. And right now, in your circumstance, in your situation, whether it's good, bad, or somewhere in between, I want to encourage you to have faith. Don't quit. Trust God. We, we have to almost like dare to trust God for the bit between where we are now or the space between where we are now to where we will be. See, that's the thing we know. And, and if we look at that in our, in our overarching journey of our life, we know what the end story is. There's a day that we're going to be with Jesus for eternity. And all this confusion and uncertainty that, that we have will no longer be there. And our, um, our dare at the moment is to trust God between this moment and that. See, when we get there... And eternity, that's certain. That is certain. We know how that's going to look like because it's in his word. The time between here and then, we can't see that. That's why the other week we spoke about when Paul says, for now we see through, like a, I wanted to do the King James, we see through a glass darkly. We see through a, a, a dirty mirror. But when we get to eternity, there's no mirrors, there's no windows. We see Jesus face to face, so we see the full reality of who he is. But at the moment, it kind of almost is smoke and mirrors. So it feels like that's we're just darting about, we're not quite sure. So trust God for the time between now and then, yeah? yeah? Dare to trust him. And we know from the word of God in Romans 8 that we are more than conquerors, that we should be strong and courageous. Strong and courageous. We know that we will reap a mighty harvest if we do not faint. We know that with God all things are possible. We know that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. And, and these are impressive words. However, those impressive words can feel far away from the lived reality of our circumstances. But it's in those times where those words seem like pie in the sky. Those are the times that we particularly have to remember not to quit. Those are the times in particular that we have to trust in God. Those are the times in particular 
that we go to his word and we read his promises and we say, God, these are my circumstances, but I believe that you will bring me through because this is what you have promised. These are the days when you'll need God's help just to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah? We all have those days. We all have those seasons. These are the days when you'll need God to help you to keep praying, to keep your habitual daily routine of prayer. These are the days when you'll need God's help just to keep you standing, to keep you working. These are the days you'll feel like the only success that you had was that you showed up for the next day. There's a, there's a, a guy that comes to our, our food pantry. He, I don't know. He, he older, I'm saying older guy. He's probably just a wee bit older than me. Um, but when you ask him, uh, how's, how's things? And he'll say, ah, still here. Still here. And it's kind of like it's a guy thing, right? You don't want to give too much away. But actually, thank God. <laughs> Sometimes still here is the achievement. Sometimes still here is the one foot in front of the other. But all of these days and times when we're going through difficult circumstances, when it feels like our hope is gone, these are the times when God will help you to persevere. I said at the start that living daily as a disciple of Jesus isn't the easy option. Yet if we do that, if we live by faith in Christ... The Word of God tells us that we will see mountains move. So we will see those big circumstances change. The Word of God says that we will not be defeated by powers and principalities. The Word of God tells us that in the midst of trial and difficulty, circumstance and situation, that God is with us. In Jesus, we are not called to be quitters, we're called to be overcomers. We're called to be victorious because the battle's won. Jesus already won the battle. The Bible teaches us to recognize that the world isn't a playground, that the world we live in is a battleground. But God doesn't leave us defensive in the battleground. Paul wrote about overcoming in Romans 8, and he speaks of the power that all so he speaks of the power that we all have through the Holy Spirit to overcome. <clears throat> and I'd encourage you to, to like, you know, when you go home today, to read Romans 8. Read Romans 8. If you want to learn about perseverance and the strength of God. Romans 8, 37, Paul says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The NLT says it this way, Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. See, overcoming requires our complete dependence on God for direction, for purpose, for fulfillment, and for strength to follow his plan for our lives. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, Thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. 
We know the end game. We know the end game. And the power and the reality of the eternal end game is available for us in these days. We have to call on the name of the Lord. We call on his name. We trust God with his promises and he will give us what we need to bring the power of his eternal kingdom to the times that we are living in to persevere and push through. So I encourage you this morning, have faith. Have faith, regardless of the, the difficulty of your circumstances, regardless of the hopelessness you may feel right now, have faith, persevere, persevere, and, and decide that quitting is not an option. Just to close, sometimes or very often, victory in our circumstances doesn't always look how we thought it would be. Sometimes victory doesn't always look how we thought it would be. And there's a quote from um, Chris Vallotton, who has written many books that Lorraine owns and who occasionally I dip into for words of wisdom. But he, he says this in a book that I forgot to put the title down for. But he says this, there is no victory without a battle. That's good, right? You can't have a victory without a battle. No testimony without a test, and no miracle without an impossible circumstance. No victory without a battle. No testimony without a test and no miracle without an impossible circumstance. 